Well, hello, everyone. It's been a bit, and that's my fault. I packed my studio up and moved it down the road, a little closer to the hills. This process ended up taking over my entire summer. After our last meeting about the sheltering sky, my head was still really there, and I was in talks to have an in-depth show on Paul and Jane Bowles. Actually, the moment after I posted Always Record number 241, put my computer in its box, and then into a shipping pod, and it all went away for the month, from mid-July to mid-August. It was a strange, minimal time for me. And at some point, I didn't have any headspace for anything. I was just consumed by home repair and moving. But I'm back now. I'm settled. I'm in a good podcasting spot and look forward to lots of shows in the future. I have a few that I'm working toward getting out that I need to process. And speaking of process, I've been turning my shows around a little slower these days. It used to be Will and I would turn them around in a day. Later it went to about a week. And it seems like these days it takes about a month. Granted, that doesn't mean I'm spending tons more time on it. It just means that it's harder for me to bang these out like I did 10 years ago, which is crazy. This podcast began in October of 2011. 10 years is right around the corner. Anyway, the point of sharing is to relate that I just set an all-time world record on podcast turnaround time. On Sunday, March 1st, 2020, I spoke with the band... Tres Leches about their upcoming Treefort appearance as well as their their tour and their Southwest South by Southwest appearance. Today, September 14th, I'm happy to say I edited this audio and I want to release it to you. It's a curious moment too because this interview occurs right on the edge of the event horizon. And thus, my intro reading was definitely vibing with what was in the air at the time. In the spring of 2020, I was beginning my upcoming coverage of the Treefort Music Fest. From January to late February, I had spoken with three Storyfort authors and was beginning to book shows with bands. My 2019 recap slash 2020 prep show was with the Seattle band Tres Leches. But if you recall, it was early March that things really started happening fast. I think it was March 11th when Washington State had their stay-at-home order in place. And I think that was also the day that Treefort canceled. If I remember correctly, South by Southwest canceled right around that time too, if not the day before. Uh, Idaho had our first reported case on March 13th, and our stay-at-home order went into effect March 25th. And so I've sat on this conversation with Tres Leches for a year and six months now, not sure what to do with it. Initially, Treefort thought about moving the 2020 shows to the fall of 2020, but in July they decided to move it all the way to the fall of 2021. And so it's been a very long time with no tree for it. But it's happening, and it's happening next week, September 22nd through the 26th. Go to Treefort Music Fest for all the details. Many of the 2020 bands are appearing next week, and so some of the folks that Trace Leches and I speak about in this interview are playing, like Built to Spill, E La Bamba, and the Black Tones. And just so you're aware, Trace Leches play Saturday... September 25th at 8 p.m. at the Mad Swede Brew Hall and Sunday, September 26th at 3 p.m. at the Hideout. There are lots of new venues this year, so definitely download the app. And there are also new precautions, such as masks required in some venues, as well as safety protocols for admittance. All that information can be found on the Treefort Music Fest website, treefortmusicfest.com. In looking back, when editing this interview, I had forgotten that Trace Leches was about to embark on a giant tour in 2020 that would have culminated at with a South by Southwest appearance. And so it just reminds me of the absence, uh, what a loss the absence of live music has been this past year. 
But Trace Leches have been busy. They have a great brand new single out, and so I'll definitely link to all their sites. Do check it out. I ha also have another interview with a band appearing at Tree Fort, Orchestra Gold. I'm really excited to share that with you too. I'll get it to you. I'll get that audio to you in about a year and a half from now. <laughs> Hopefully in a few days. I hope you've all been well. I've really missed you and we'll talk some more in the future. You take care. Dear friends and family, it is the year of the bugs. It is the year of the pig. It is the year of losing money. It is the year of getting sick. It is the year of no book. It is the year of no music. It is the year of turning five and 39 and 37. It is the year of wrong living. This is how we will remember it if it ever passes. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes, a podcast about meaning from SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Sunday, March 1st, 2020, and are you ready? Treefort is right around the corner. Treefort Music Fest, of course, is... The five-day arts and culture event held this year, March 25th through the 29th, in beautiful downtown Boise, Idaho. More information and tickets can be found at treefortmusicfest.com. Today, for 42 minutes, we'll dive into the festival with a 2019 Treefort alum and maybe get a recipe for a tasty milk cake. Trace Leches put a powerful message in a good time. And it is this element that Trace Leches use to create what they call survival art, using music as a resource to bring joy and creative mobility to their audience, involving multiple languages, artistic styles, and international influences. The band does not fit into one single label. Instead, Emerald City multi-instrumentalist Alia and Ulysses find it best to talk subject matter and not blanket designations when describing their music. To wit, Trace Leche's debut LP, Amorpho, which translates to formlessness, celebrates the band's love for creativity, cultural histories, chaos, and aim for artistic and physical survival through togetherness and expression. The 2018 full length was reviewed by the Seattle Times. By the Seattle Times, it's one of the best albums of the year. Following its release, the band began gigging with standout groups like Taco Cat, The Black Tones, The Coat Hangers, and Ila Bamba. In addition to playing festivals like Capitol Hill Block Party, Tree Fort, Upstream, and Timber. In 2019, the band highlighted their catalog of songs with a filmed in-studio performance on KEXP. This past Friday, the, on February 28th, the band released their latest single, Nieve, featuring electro-cumbia artist Tarot Cactus, recorded by Kevin Suggs. The track, the track is an attempt for the group to stay alive once more through music. The idea of survival for the band is equally complicated and important. More information about the band and music. For more information about the band and music, check out their website, tracelechesband.com. Their upcoming tour begins in Reno on March 14th, and you can also see them in Austin at South by Southwest, and of course catch them twice in Boise at Treefort. They'll be playing Treefort Music Fest Saturday, March 28th at the Regal Beaver at 8 p.m., and Sunday, March 29th at 3 p.m. at the Hideout, which is the freakout party stage at Woodland Empire Brewing. It truly is an honor to be meeting them today. How are you guys doing today? Woo! Doing great. Good. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a great introduction. Wonderful. You bet. Thanks. So let's let's start in the past. You guys played Treefort in 2019. I I did not catch you guys. I missed it. Where did you play? The Shredder, I think it was called. It, it was an all ages venue. Um, yeah. It had like a skate park going on, and and like in front of it, and then and there was a. There was a, or no, it was maybe it was out back. Yeah, it was out back. And then there was, um, and then they had like a bunch of pinball machines. It was a really cool spot to play. 
Yeah, we also played a um, the uh, stage for uh, Radio Boise, um, which it was really cool too because we had a chance to play with Ilabamba, another uh, uh, Northwest artist from Portland. So it was also really cool to see friends playing the same stage. Yeah, and so were you, how long were you there in Boise for Treeport 2019? Just the couple days, or were you there the whole time? Like three days. I think it was almost the whole time, but not not quite. I was from the from the Friday to Sunday. And then, did you get to see a lot of music, or when you're when you're working, are you working? Oh yeah, no, we we got to see a lot of music, also a lot of good restaurants in Boise too. <laughs> we really love the food. <laughs> mm-hmm. The um, the fast food over there is really good, and so was the curation for the festival. It was um, we got to see. Carry On Kids was really fun to see from Mexico. Um, yeah, there was a lot of bands from Mexico, from Brazil, who also played, or uh, uh, the stage that we were playing, also like... Orua, Orua was that band. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bands that we really wanted to see. That's the thing that we like about Tree Force, that most of them we didn't know, but we fell in love with those bands there at that uh, festival, which is really, really amazing. It was cool to meet them, too, in like the artist lounge. They have a really nice artist lounge um, at Tree Fort, and you get to. That's how we found out about some of the shows. Is we we we'd be up there and then talking to to everybody's an artist, so everybody will be like, "Hey, here's a here's a flyer for our show. You should come and see us." And you know, how could you say no? They're such nice people. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that it's kind of like uh, almost like summer camp for bands because you go and and you you meet new people and then you you know, have a, a a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of fun. I was talking to, I've been talking to a lot of artists here in Seattle who, who have played Tree Fort and they basically have the same, the same experience, you know, um, they, they have never had like, uh, uh, an experience like that before, you know, being treated as a, as an artist and being treated as, as a, you know, as a human being, somebody who, who, who is, uh, making art for the for the people. So it's it's very it's very refreshing going to a place where where you feel good, you know, and and then and it translates to the art too. So everybody there is very happy there to play for everyone. Yeah, I Tree Fort's usually my favorite thing of the year. I always look forward to it. Speaking of Seattle bands, um who are are you uh friends with any other Seattle bands that are coming this year? Yeah, uh, the Black Tones are playing. Uh, Rachel's children. children are playing. Um, also, the Black Ants are playing. Really? What? Yeah, the Black Ants are playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember uh, other ones. But those are the three that, that I know are going oh, there. Naked Giants are playing. Naked right? Giants, too, also are, are playing. They, are there. they playing or were they just playing South I think Naked Giants are playing over there. Maybe. Yeah, I have to look back. I don't think they're playing Tree Fort. Oh, okay. Maybe that was last year. Yeah, they're probably playing last year, and they're going to play South by Southwest this year. Um, Why are they playing? Why are they playing? That's somebody who I'm excited to see. You said the Black Tones and the Black Ends. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, two different bands, two really great bands. Yeah. Well, have you guys played South by Southwest before? No. No, it's the first time. Well, let's talk a little bit. So, I th- I think if if I read correctly, you guys started as a band in twenty four or twenty fourteen, or was it before then? It was around. Uh... That sounds right. Yeah, that's <laughs> about right. We started. We started playing. Uh, just from our basement, and we kind of started just writing music for us, you know, it's just... We hadn't really known that we were even a band yet. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even know. We were playing a couple of years just, you know, for ourselves until we had enough material to kind of go out and play. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's when we started our formation, and then maybe, like, the, the like we were really formed around the time that, like, we released our EP in 2016, maybe, like, Maybe like half a year before that, we started doing actual shows and and uh, playing for people who 
who were just our friends in, in the basement. Yeah, we, <laughs> mainly like people at parties and, and, you know, just like when you start, you start playing, you know, like whenever you get the opportunity to play, which was really fun. So when you guys started, were you guys in high school? Uh, no. No, I was, <laughs> I was in, what was it? I think I was out of, when I was, how old? How old? Oh, it was like twenty. Not none of us were in high school. You were in college, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it was like two years. I didn't. I was in my sophomore year of college. Yeah, sophomore year. You were two years. Two years older. Yeah. Two years older. But for a long time, I think you guys were a three piece. Is that and and now are you a two piece? We're we our collaborator is Andrew Yates. He's um, he's still our collaborator, but we. He lives in Olympia, and he's been moving around for a long time. So we're definitely still collaborating with him. But um, kind of what the writing process has become was a lot of Ulises and I, we started um, we started writing the songs, and then Xander would meet up with us, and then we'd flush out the whistles and bells from there. And, um, and since we wanted to kind of tour and do take on a lot more dates and record a lot more and we had a lot of ideas to get going on. Um, we, we just decided that we we're going to open up the, open up Trace Letters sophomore like you, Lisa, and I are the main songwriters and we're going to have a bunch of different collaborators and leave it a little bit amorphous like our, like our uh, first full length. Yeah. Okay. And so then when you, when you're going out on this, this upcoming tour, have you been on a tour this big or is this your biggest tour that you guys will be on? This is going to be our first tour. Yeah. Because like, uh, we went to Treefort, but we didn't do con like consecutive dates really around that. It looks to be like a pretty ambitious tour. So, you know, you're in, in Nevada and then California and then you're over to Austin and Colorado and then you finish it up in in Seattle at the Tractor Tavern? Yes, correct. That's where we'll be doing our vinyl release. So you have you have an album in the can that's ready to go? It's actually our... It's our uh, we never did vinyl release for our 2018 album. Ah, um, in yes. And, um, and uh, people have been asking for it a lot. And so we figured we'd print some before um, releasing our next full length at the end of the year. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, on this outing, will you be is uh, will you be touring with Xander? Is that his name? Uh, no, we we um, we have another collaborator that um, that is also playing with us. So we will be three piece still. We we'll still be playing, uh, you know, the same, but just different collaborators. And then uh, for for the album, we have more people collaborating, and like uh, this new single. Uh, that we just released, we also had a, a lot of people collaborating. So I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'll, one of the main things about this band is that that we keep it open for for everyone who who enjoy who enjoys our music and who enjoys playing with us, uh, kind of like jump in and 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 also be creative with us. So that's yeah. Yeah, Nikhil Sarma, who uh, recorded drums for the new single Nieve, he's going to be coming on tour with us. Great. And then do you guys, have you settled into roles or do you still do a lot of swapping on stage? Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of the main, the main, I, I don't know if it's a, a requirement, but it's definitely something that we want to keep. It's that we want to uh, push yourself to, uh, to be more creative and more, more, uh, uh, more ourselves on stage, and that you know that means switching and and doing things that makes us push ourselves um, artistically. And yeah, one of the main things of Tres Leches is uh, trying new things, and we're definitely still gonna be doing that. And we encourage people who who collaborate with us to to do those things, and and I think it's it's good for every for everyone in this collaboration. Everybody, everybody who we collaborate with plays multiple instruments and sings. And if they don't sing, then I'm like, "Why do you do? You sing." <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Built to Spill at all? Yeah, yeah. Because... We actually played with um, 
one of their bands. When we played uh, Treeport um, last year, they were also playing the same stage, but I can't remember the name Isn't of it. Isn't like Tree People or something? Something like that, yeah. Side uh, project. I can't remember the side project name. I, did, you, did you guys play before the Tree People? Yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> it's hard because uh, at some point, a lot of these festivals start blending together because it's the same venues every year, but they're different. Like, you know how you said you didn't know a lot of the, you were meeting a lot of new people and that's kind of how it is too. The the festival is kind of a, a festival of discovery in that, you know, a lot of these, they don't have a lot of well-known artists. They're all really talented mid-level artists who uh, um, are all very good, but don't, haven't had a lot of exposure yet. Um, and so it, <laughs> every year I'm learning so many new bands, uh, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, but so they do tend to kind of blend together in my mind as far as um, oh anyway, but the reason why I brought up Built to Spill is uh, it started out definitely as like a like a band with members, but then as as it aged and and changed, it seemed like it it invited new collaborators, you know, frequently, and so this year I think. Built to Spill's playing at Tree Fort with entirely different people than than last year. That's awesome, and I think that you know, if you would have not told me about that, I would never uh, would have crossed my mind. You know, I'd still feel like, oh, that's Built to Spill, you know, because it's like the music is just um, you know, it speaks for itself. I don't, you know, I don't think it's about the members, but more about what they make. That's really awesome. Yeah. 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 I that's like an element to our to our band anyways is that we we don't try and like stay adherent to one formation when we first started the band like you just hadn't really ever played drums and I I was kind of a beginner on the guitar and the drums and and like we and same with bass for Ulysses and and uh like we we would always push ourselves to try new things and this kind of this kind of formation kind of um serves that to be able to um, work with multiple people. Um, Eleanor Dumouchel is gonna be on on another uh, single that we did. And hearing just multiple ideas kind of like really helps us with um, getting into new, a new headspace, getting into new, new places, which is really cool because a lot of the times you'll need like a new experience or like to travel for that. And it's, you kind of have like, all these different worlds inside these these people around you. So why not use that? Yeah. Well, so here's something. Um, you were talking about, you know, you're pressing Amorpho on vinyl. It seems like from a band standpoint, that's, that's good to have like a product to sell on tour. So, you know, you have something tangible that people can spend money on, but we're kind of in a, in a digital world nowadays. And the idea of albums doesn't necessarily need to be a thing for a band. Could you see yourself? So you, you have a, a brand new single that just came out. Do you think you could be, you know, a singles band where you, you get together with a group of people, you record a single, and then over time you'll have a, a collection that could be an album or, or not? Have you considered that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, as an artist, you have to kind of think about those things, you know, because you know, if you see bands from the 60s, it was totally different on uh, how music worked back then than how it works now. So you kind of had to to be more present about, you know, your audience and, and what people want and also what you want as an artist and kind of blend all of that together. And and it's it's been interesting to see how both sides, there's still both sides, you know, where people are very old school and want vinyl. And there's a lot of people who want who have asked us like, oh, what is the vinyl? You know, they they refuse to <laughs> be in the digital digital era. Yeah. But then there's also this other part where it's like, uh, I don't have a cassette or vinyl, or whatever. I need 
you know, is your music on Spotify. You know? I don't even have a CD player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you guys listen to music? Do you do all the ways or? Yeah, I think all the, all the, you know, music, it's different because you, you hear it differently, definitely from a vinyl than from, from digital because uh, we just recently got a, a vinyl and I feel like it makes you listen to the whole thing, you know, from beginning to end. It's harder to change it. And with the digital, you can just like press next, next, next. It's kind of it's kind of interesting how it works. Yeah. Well, I think you guys are really fortunate for living in a city with such a great radio station because I'm usually introduced to a lot of good stuff from KEXP. Oh, good. That makes me. I'm highly flattered from that. I work there. Oh, you do. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, it's that. <laughs> that's one of my dream jobs to work at KEXP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing um video production there. Pretty pretty great place to work. I get to see a lot of the a lot of the great bands that um will go through Shreveport in South by Southwest. I get to be exposed to a lot of great new music and and then learn learn a lot from all the different kinds of bands that there are out there and very inspiring. And so by production, uh you you have your um, like more engineering side of stuff. Video producer. So we have a YouTube channel and and uh, we we do live sessions. Um and uh, and I I'll do anything from like lighting to you tell the camera operators um, what kind of shots they're going to be getting um, and tell Kevin Suggs, the magnificent audio engineer, um, where to place the the. Uh, the microphones, where, so so that way you can set up the room, and um, and see what what kind of shots you're gonna get. Cool, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's just so funny because DJs are weird because they're in your head every day, and they you just you feel like you have this relationship with them because they're talking about their life. It. I always wonder if it must be so weird that people just talk to them like they know them and it's like you i don't know who you are why are you talking to me like you know me it's like i do know you i, I listen to you every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're the djs at kxp are are very interesting and individuals and i've been lucky to get to know them or um traveling with them for the remote broadcasts and you know sitting next to cheryl waters on the airplane kicking it with John Richards in Iceland, and they're they're all really cool people. Well, so I think Cheryl Waters came to Treefort last year. I wasn't able to see that either, but then maybe Kevin came to Treefort a couple years ago. So, it, yeah, it's it's always fun to see see them pop up at Treefort. Uh, I know I know that people at KHP have said really good things about Treefort. We all it's a if you know if you love music, whether you're playing it or you're you're championing it, it's um it, it's a festival for you. Well, so that I mean that that's the next question as far as like, uh, is there anything on the schedule that you're really excited to see this year? Have you guys looked yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I, I want to see I want to see this band from California. Um, What's it called? <laughs> it's a uh, uh, Hafla Flor. Let me check their name. But... You know, I'm excited to see um, Africa, uh, Magani and Electronic, like rap artist. I heard I heard him a while ago on um, KXT when I first started DJ assisting there when I was still a volunteer. And I'm really excited that he's playing. It's going to be really a, a treat to get to see him live. Also, there's a band, uh, Tropa Magica. Mm. Tropa Magica. They're really good. I'll encourage everyone to go see them if they have a chance. They're very fun live. Cool. Yeah, so like that's half of what's trying to figure this out is like getting suggestions from other other people. So that first artist, you okay? And so we, I really, I only said your names quickly once. Um, Alia, did I get that correct? You 
did, and I'm very surprised that you did. <laughs> okay, and then primarily, what do you do in, in Tres Leches? Would you um, say? I hop around, <laughs> I, I hop around on uh, guitar, keyboard, and once in a while, drums. Drums is a, has, been, has been like, you know, the, the least amount I play, but it's great, and I, I love that instrument, um, and I think it's helped me on guitar with the rhythm and, and the tempo, so so it's, it's, it's pretty good. I think I'm also, away from just defining it by instrument, but I think I'm also kind of a very pop ear um, to the band. I like pop music a lot, um, but like more like old pop music or um, maybe sometimes some electronic indie pop music. Um, and I and I think uh, I think I I bring those influences to it because while I love our chaos and our like you know um, undefinition, um, I think uh, I think it makes for a nice element to add in a little bit of pop to it. Yeah, well, I definitely love pop. Um, and then I think your name is the one I, I butchered. I think I want to say Ulysses, but I don't think that's right. I think it's how do we say it? No, you you said it right. That's Ulysses or Ulysses or Yuli. I really don't. It really doesn't doesn't bother me. <laughs> and then, do you play guitar primarily, or are you all over the place? No, I I don't actually play guitar. I play the drums and the bass, and I sing and I try to play the theremin sometimes. <laughs> what about when you're writing? Is is it the whatever the the kernel of the idea is is where you guys gravitate towards you know the instrumentation and do you guys write things together or is it somebody brings something and then you guys uncrack it together how does that work right now for the last single it was very interesting because it was a, one of the first times well not the first times but um ideas that we both have and then um you know we kind of just went to the studio and and started thinking about like oh we want to make this song that has rock in it but also some like cumbia or chicha kind of mixing all the all the things that that define us as you know as latinos mm -hmm. and that, that's how we've been like going from from there because it kind of worked like i love what we write together Especially, like, Ali is really good at, like, knowing what I'm talking about sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> sometimes I can be very, like, you know, I don't know anything about music theory, so I'm just like, can you play something like blah, 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 bang, 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 and then, you know, other people will be like, what? And Ali knows what I'm talking about. It's actually great. It's, it's great material. I love that blah, 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 bang, bang, bang. That, I mean, that could be a song right there. Blah, blah, blah. We talk a lot in our in our uh doesn't matter who we're who we're playing with either too. We we end up talking a lot in our writing sessions and practice sessions and I think that gets gets into uh into the music too, those yeah. ideas. Yeah. Do you rehearse regularly or is it more uh, we... sporadic based on whatever's bubbling around? No, I think we really like to to um, rehearse mainly because I think we want to give people a good uh, visual aspect because I think it's very important to to do that. It's not only about the music. The music is the main thing, but it's also about uh, how you present that art that you're creating. And I think that, that um, having a good set it also is very important. For, for me, as an artist, uh, I'm not sure about Alia. Yeah, you, yeah, she said yes for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your rehearsal space? You, you know, your your practice space where you live, or do you? You know, is it someplace that is, um, you know, like a one of those band kind of situations where you're renting a? <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's one of those band situations. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. But it's very close to where we live. Um, it's it's actually only two blocks down from our apartment, and uh, it's underground. It's in this magnificent place called Crybaby Studios, um, and it's 
um, it, that's a really cool place because they actually do a grant um, that um, helps uh, it basically give give a space every three months away to to artists in the city. Um, and there's a recording studio, and you can practice in there. And it helps a lot of um, artists who didn't have space previously to be able to start their projects. Um, and it's it's cool. It's part of that space too. It's, it's been um it's been a big part of uh, us kind of coming into any kind of recognition in Seattle. Um, our 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 buddy our buddy our friend um, Fiona. Fiona Moonchild from Dog Love, she, um, she heard us one day practicing down there, and she, uh, she was like, hey, you should come and play this generator show. And um, it was like this cool show at this place. I think it was called Anarchist Point, which is kind of cliche, but also it was, it was a really cool spot um, on the Duwamish River, and they brought a generator out, and all these bands were playing. And um, Taco Cat, a fairly big band, um, was hanging out there and saw us, and they offered for us to play a show with them. And it was just like, it's just like those, those kinds of things, um, having this space, like at, at Crybaby Studios, where where there can be community, where we can all support each other. It's a very important thing. So that's our, that's our practice space for you. Dark Basement Underground, that's community-oriented. Yeah, that's great. Is it... Is it your, do you guys rent your own space that's always yours or do you, is it like more like you have instrument lockers than then you have to sh like, sh uh, like schedule the space for you, your band? We share, we share with a couple different bands in Seattle. Yeah. And there's instruments there, like the drums and the, and, and that we shared and we try to keep it like, uh, a community as we can <laughs> yeah well there's so i lived in seattle for a little while like from 2000 to 2003 um and so there's lots of of good clubs in seattle do you guys end up playing pretty regularly or is that you know you know what is that like to be like a an up-and-coming local band it's it's very it's very good. There's a couple, well, more than a couple, really good uh, clubs that are, you know, they actually want to help artists, up and coming artists, um, and it's very, it's very good because they're they they really care about the curation of the shows, so it it you know people want to come to those types of shows. Like they actually care about um, uh, who who's gonna play and 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 that it's also good for the people who are going to spend their money, like the Clackout Lounge that, that just opened like maybe a year or a couple of years ago, the, um, they were very good at uh, what type, you know, like um, helping up and coming artists and also putting them with artists who are already established. And it always makes a really good, really good lineups there. And um, I can think of another one. Um, the Tractor Tavern. The Tractor Tavern schools, yeah. And even like some of the smaller venues like Vermilion mm -hmm. and um, Blue Moon Tavern. If you have like no following, like like zero, you can at least have a place to play, you know? Yeah, that's a good thing also. Yeah, that you always have like, like if you're a band, it doesn't matter if you're starting or you don't know how to play your instrument. There's always going to be like Holloway Radio as well, who where you can play the weirdest stuff that you can and you still have a place to play. Like a radio stage. Yeah, radio stage. To be able to play on that. To, to at least have something on your, like, little band resume that you send out to favorite clubs that say, like, hey, I was on this radio station or or um, or I've, I've been gigging around um, these gigs. And, and also to have something just on your, your Facebook event that shows that you're gigging around a lot, that kind of helps your algorithm as stupid as those numbers are, it's um, you know, it's a city that supports the the growth of arts. I mean, as much as you can in in this, it, it supports it more than the. It, it's a hard city to live in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like you know say it's not. It's a very hard city to live in. But I do think that everywhere is hard. And and as far as um as what's available to the artist, you have a lot of opportunity here. Hard 
so like if if I were to say why is Seattle a hard city to live in, um, it it it's seemed, financially. Yeah. Okay. That that the rents continually to go up, as far as as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, I I'll say just you know for everyone, not just artists, but people, hardworking people who who can't afford you know to to live here and. And, um, you know, most of the people who, who work here in kitchens and, you know, uh, construction and all of these things, you know, they cannot even afford to live in Seattle. So it's harder for, you know, if it's harder for them, it's, for artists, it's like even harder. So so it's definitely, there's help, but there can be more more help for 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 artists. It's just not, it's just that art's not valued as, um, as like a, a, a tangible like work, you know, like a, like a job. You, um, it, it's seen as something that's extra, and I understand that. But if you think about like if you remove art, like if you remove art and creativity, um, from each 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 part of the industry that you would value as like a job, like even if you're like, oh, I like jobs for restaurants. Like just imagine if there was no creativity in restaurants and it was just the blandest of food, you know, it was literally just like meal in a tube, you know, and like, like that was, that's not creative. notice about Seattle every time I go back is it seems like the traffic just gets so bad. It just every year is <laughs> worse and yeah. worse and worse. That there's just Yeah, there's different features. <laughs> but then yeah. also I feel like the public transportation keeps getting better there too, which is fun. The last time I came I took the the train to the airport. For the first time, and so that was, that was great. Yeah, no, definitely, it's a good, it's uh, it's a good uh, subway or or train or <laughs> I don't know what it is. Light rail. Light rail. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then, how are you guys preparing uh, for this tour? You know, what what are you doing? I guess, you know, how do you prepare mentally for an experience like that? It it seems like it would be, it's super romantic, like, oh my gosh, you know, you're going to drive and you're going to, but I, I hear from people that have done it a few times that it's, you know, it can be brutal too, because in the West, it's, it's, it's a lot of driving from stop to stop. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to take it as, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to do this or these times are gonna come back, so I'm trying to take it as as an experience, you know. And I think it's just kind of how life is, this experience, and and everybody has their own like uh, experiences. So I wanna I wanna live my my experience, I guess, <laughs> and see how it goes. <laughs> um, we've been I've been booking um you know tour stuff on the way down, and you know we're playing like. We were playing Reno um, and releases is in school right now, so we'll leave like uh, right after his his uh, right after his class, and then and then start driving over to Reno for uh, a show the next day. Um, and uh, it's it's gonna it's definitely gonna be like the most driving that we've ever done before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think we faced it well. Um, I've tried to book before, so it wasn't like too strenuous there's bands that definitely go harder um that that play like in in states you know 
13 hours away to like, you know, 15, 17 hours away. And they like just drive and drive and drive. And that's, that's happened even just coming into KXP. There'll be people coming for the in studio and be like, well, man, we just drove really fast. And now we're ready. We're going to do this morning in studio. And it's like, I think that's, I think like, you know, if we have to do that for something that's really cool, that, that certainly would. But I think that um, the way we have it spaced out, we're going to get to, you know, see, see like, just a little bit of the city, <laughs> the cities that we're in, and it's a really good show. And I think that'll be good because the way that we book this is is um, kind of through a community. We I wanted to going back to like that generator show. I wanted to see how far our community stretched because that's that's kind of been the most fruitful concert that we've had um, is is booking with a community. So um, we kind of just asked our friends, like, who do you know, um, who, what's been cool? And we're going to play a lot of great dates with um, with some cool bands in Reno, Oakland, uh, Long Beach, Los Angeles, and go over to Austin, um, Boulder County, Colorado, and Boise. And, you know, those that's it's cool. We haven't really seen any of these places before, so... We're just going to have a lot of great experiences. I think we're just going to have to remember to stretch a lot, meditate, give each other lots of hugs. No hugs. No hugs. Minus the hugs. <laughs> That's any band name. Minus the hugs. All right. Well, so we're winding out, running out of time. And so I always have to ask bands about synchronicity and uh, Synchronicity for you know some people don't know what it is is just a meaningful coincidence and so my synchronicity of the day was uh, I'm listening to this book it's called the Department of Speculation it's from 2014 and that's what I read at the beginning in the intro but it was really interesting because a part of this book really goes on and on about um, the Golden Record and Voyager one and two and Carl Sagan and stuff and then when I listened to your KXP in studio. Uh, Eva Walker, <laughs> she's asking you all if you know what the the golden record is, and then what song you would put on the on the golden record. So I thought that was really funny. Do you guys have any good synchronicities? Uh, my uh, one of our friends, our friends, friend, band friends, <laughs> this band, um, El Chirota from um, Mexico City. Um, they they came up here a while ago to play Freak Out Fest and um, and we've been talking back and forth and they were they were doing a photo shoot and um, and they said uh, they they one of them sent me a, a photo of the the view from their from the office they were doing a photo shoot and it was very high up and I said hey the next time you come to Seattle we'll have to take you to the space needle you know, they got um, they got uh, see-through floors, and he said, well, that's not helping my fear of heights, but he also sent me back a, a, a photo, and they also had see-through floors in that building. Um, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> the same thing in different places. I don't know. Maybe no, it is. Yeah. That's... <laughs> we're, we're all having the same moment at the same time in some strange way. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about the, your band name. So when I typed in Tres Leches into the internet, it gives me all these recipes for a, a kind of cake. Is that... <laughs> Have you ever heard of Tres Leches cake? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very typical um, cake in Latin America. It's, it's a really good. If you haven't tried it, you should definitely try it. It's actually a great connector for us up here in Seattle. Um, we usually, uh, when, when a lot of the people who come to our shows, they're, they're from, uh, some part of Latin America and they say like, wow, I just saw your name in the stranger or some local paper in the Northwest. And, and I have to come see a show because I was very intrigued by the name because we have like a version in, of, of that cake in, in my country and just from, from different countries, we've gotten people to our shows just based on that name, so it's been a cool unifier. Well, that was 42 Minutes. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You bet. You've been listening to Tres Leches on 42 Minutes, a production of Syncrig 
SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com. Check out their work at their website, tracelechesband.com. As well as catch them at Treefort this spring in Boise, Idaho. For more information about the SyncBook or our guests, check out past shows or subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. Please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. If you like this podcast, check out others as currently all the SyncBook Radio archives are free. We also feature a great search engine to help you find what you need. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com. Thanks so much. And implicit in survival is joy, mobility, and effectiveness. If we do what we need to be doing, then we will leave something that continues beyond ourselves. Bad, bad